I'm not into it that way. I mean, a little yeah, bit. Can you just keep it in your mouth you. this time? Would that be the most perverted? <laughs> oh, my God. Where's the alcohol? So last, do you want a beer? <laughs> so okay, there we got beer. Right, that's a trick question that, that VCs give you. We don't have any wine. Oh, we do have wine. We have wine. <laughs> we just have to crack it open. So we got to start doing that during episodes. It's wine 30. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. that. It is awesome. So last episode, we have Larry Wing it on. Uh, but we're all starving. So everyone's eating lunch as we're doing the interview, which is totally like improper. And I get forced to ask a question because both these two are eating and they're, they're away from their mics. And Larry, oh, you're forced to ask a question. Like, Screw you, Mr. <laughs> oh, I'm, someone's blowing out there. Mike two, who is that? It's probably me because I just coughed. Yeah. Um, no, Mike two is me. Oh, no, they're mislabeled. Your guest two. Oh shoot, someone's blowing out. I'll figure it out. So, um, so they're both looking away. I'm trying to, everyone's trying to eat. And then Larry stops abruptly answering a question. So there's dead air. So someone's got to ask a question. So I jump to the question. I'm like, hey, Larry. And this fish starts slipping out of my mouth. And then it was like this massive fish stain on my face. And that's what I smell now? Yeah. That's what you smell now. And then the two of us are laughing too much to continue to ask questions. (laughs) They left me hanging. Because like, let's. I can't. Yeah, I can see the entire contents of its mouth. The entire of its time. mouth. You just called me an it. it. <laughs> oh my god! Well, Let's get the show that started. Note, you are listening to the Profit First podcast, episode one fifty-seven. Here we go. Seven to heaven. Welcome everyone to the Profit First podcast. I am Christina Bolduc, your co-host, and I'm Mike Kalowitz, the other guy here. I'm the author of Profit First. You do have a copy of that book, don't you? You better have a copy of that book. You know. It's at Amazon. It's at Barnes and Noble. It's your favorite bookstore. It's in airports in India. Ooh, oh, that's sweet. Sweet. You're like, you're like, I know where that is. <laughs> it's in airports in India, and I'm joined in studio by two people. First of all, the co-host of the co-host, Kelsey. <laughs> hey, everybody. And Francine is here. Kurt Kurlick, right? Kur- Stedman Krulak. So oh. close. Oh. No, Krulak. So close. It's all right. I prefer to be Francine, like Madonna just or, Francine. Sher- or Sherry. Yeah, really? you know, yeah. like, yeah. I'm so sorry. I skipped, Much better. I skipped Make it Stedman. easy fine. for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Do you ever go by a nickname? Like just Fran Francine. Fran? No, it's okay. Francine and that's it. <laughs> Anything else and I don't know you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, in today's episode, we're going to be interviewing Francine and starting a really unique business. How do you get started and how do you go profitable? Awesome. And uh, other stuff too. What? <laughs> and other stuff too. I know. I'm having a hard time hearing you over the music. I'm sorry. I'm turning the music down. Oh, okay. Thank I, you. Uh, ever since we moved this equipment, this sounds all cocked. I feel like I'm at a equipment. crazy rock concert. I know. <laughs> so, I know. Anyway, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, any podcatcher you use, and of course, ProfitFirstPodcast.com. Mike, what have you been up to, dude? Um, just eating. I was about to dig into another plant. Oh I am really. I eat a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like skinny guys like me eat the most food. It's I know. Unbelievable. Because you you're all muscle in. and it metabolizes faster. Uh, yeah. Frustrating. I guess. I don't know. Every time I go to like a buffet, some of my friends are bigger guys. They'll like, oh, give it the skinny guy. Like, just like let him get the buffet food. Like, they they they'll serve to me. <laughs> And they'll avoid my friends, but then I just keep on eating, eating, and the managers of the store is like, well, who is this guy? Well, yeah, but you're eating. also super active. I am super active. You were walking to work this hyper. morning. I know, I know. You know? I know. I live an you hour from, from here. An hour walk from here. No, no, I didn't like, walk in today. I, I took the train, train and I walked in. The question is, do you walk both ways? Uphill? 
What's that? That's so inappropriate. <laughs> for our, for our first podcast I said you walk both oh. ways. <laughs> yes, I do. I do sometimes work both, both ways. Maybe I should speak more clearly into this microphone. Uh, okay, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. So, that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to, Kelsey? Well, as I was saying before, and got really cut off. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I had a book club last night, and we were reading this utopian um, novel. It's called The Handmaid's Tale. And I loved it. But it's also kind of scary because there's some parallels to our current situation. Yeah. Um, and you know how it kind of devolves. Didn't Devolution. they just make that horribly. into a Netflix yeah. movie? Yeah. Or series? Yeah, I think I a, a Hulu series. That. Oh, who, yeah. well, one of those. <laughs> live streaming. Not live streaming. What am I saying? What anyway, it looks good. And what have you been up to? I have been hiking and... Again, You're the, a hiking machine. I, yeah, I, yeah, that's well, awesome. You know, we live on a ski mountain, so I might as well take advantage that's of it. True. But the ticks, I'm so tired of picking ticks off of myself and my dog. <laughs> and he's white, so it's easy to find them, but it's just, it scares me. Yeah. So I'm trying to be careful. Be careful, ticks. But I don't want to, like, not get out there either. Yeah. So. Should yeah. you use any real. kind of, like, essential oils? Or I probably should. Of, citronella yeah. oil. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard like uh, peppermint really? or like that works, lavender. Citronella. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think lavender. I'm just gonna roll in a candle. They really? make essential oils, citronella, lavender, yeah. peppermint, things like that. Not they to all make a little spray. Unbelievable. It's supposed to repel idea. them naturally. Hmm. Have Thank you seen that? Uh, <laughs> Francine, that new book out called Wonder. Have you heard about this or the movie? Have any of you heard about this? No. no. Mm. It's ringing a bell, but I don't recall. It's the number one book on Amazon right now. It's uh, it's coming. It's going to become a movie soon. It was a young boy. Born with a facial deformity, a severe facial deformity. Oh, I've seen this commercial. It looks awesome. It looks incredible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's just a weird yeah. subject. So, I don't know. I was praying. <laughs> Great story. Say, that was, was such a good yes. story. I'm all about. I'm all over Next it. Time, Wait, I was, I'm lucky enough to have your book. Like, really? <laughs> you, listen, <laughs> I mean, this is improv here. Whenever I say, "Go, of course, absolutely, no, no, no don't do that." Yeah, because then you'll ask me questions, and I'll feel like an idiot for not answering. No, not you have no. The right answer. Just say citronella, no, no. citronella, whatever. It's citronella. Is. Citronella. <laughs> citronella, 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 Just citronella, citronella, like the candles, like the candles. Citronella, everyone. All right, let's get into business here. Um, you know we have a hotline now? Yeah. I don't think Francine's <laughs> called it, but I'll tell you. I'm going to be calling it. You will be calling it. There you go. That's, I'm going to put it on speed dial right now. See, the number. It's 844-876-7221. I'll repeat that over. 844-876-7221. That's our Profit First hotline. Here's the dealio. Mm. If you, now I'm talking to our listeners. Okay. If you are looking to, uh, if you've used Profit First and your business has become profitable, we want to hear the permanently profitable shout out. It's a lot of peas. Uh, call 844-876-7221 and uh, shout out that you're permanently profitable. Actually, we have a call, right? Yeah, you have a queued up. Ooh, no, I didn't, I didn't queue it up. <laughs> uh, just stall for like two seconds. Can you repeat that number a little slower? Hey, Here Mike and Profit First team, this is Scott Mulvaney of Live the Fuel. Just want to follow up with you guys. Everything is rocking and rolling, paying my taxes. It's amazing. I am profitable permanently. Thanks again for all you guys do. Profit first rules. I hope we can Yay. amplify that because it's so yeah. quiet. But that's, yeah, that was. I love uh, him. That's awesome. Scott Mulvaney. Yeah. 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 So we want to hear from you. Are, are you now permanently profitable? Are you taking your profit first? If so, call 844-876-7221. I tried to roll that up so fast. 844-876-7221 and uh, share it. You know, we got sponsors that make the show a possibility. They heard about you, Francine. They're like, oh, we're in. They're going to sponsor the show. You know Thank who they are? Goodness. Do you know any of our sponsors? I would say Zero might be one of them. Oh! No, oh, you no, you're totally right. Just, they actually, we just lost them as a okay, sponsor. Okay, wait. So your T-shirt is... 
outdated. No. I apologize. He's trying so here's to throw you off. I know you, you have a payroll company that's one of your sponsors. Yeah, Net Payroll. Yes, uh-huh. Net Payroll. And another funding. Yes. Yeah. Fundera, Fundera or Fundbox. Would you accept Fundbox, either okay. one? Yeah. All right. And <laughs> Nextiva and Receipt Bank. So we want to thank all of them. Yeah. Uh, Zero f- finally uh, officially ended their sponsorship with us. So as my final homage, I'm wearing oh, some people sh- to sponsor me now. Their shirt today. There you yeah. go. Yeah. The Buddha. They could have zero booths. There you go. <laughs> zero feelings. <laughs> zero your senses this, this out. It's all yet. good. It's not working. It's not working. So we'll tell you more about those folks in a minute. Oh, and by the way, one more thing. Make sure you tune in to American Express's Turning Points. I'm yeah. hosting that new show with American Express. So you can go to any podcatcher, type in Turning Points, download the show. Her name is Francine Stedman Krulik. Krulak? Krulak? Krulak. Krulak. Again, just Francine now is it's fine. One, it's Francine one works well enough. No, it doesn't. It, the, okay. It's for Francine Stedman Krulak. Yes. Okay. Francine is an innovation lifestyle guru or guru. Uh, her aha moment to create Buddha booths came to her like a lightning bolt after days of sensory overload and sleep deprivation. Sounds like a mother. You have kids? I do. I Say. have three. <laughs> sensory, that, that sensory overload and sleep deprivation. But it wasn't even their fault. <laughs> Working a taxing job on the road. A taxing job. What kind of job was it? So I was working uh, for a friend doing customized monogramming and embroidery uh, on sites for, you know, backstage events and, um, you know, sporting events and things like that where we were customizing the the gear for people. And some of those days and nights were really long and really loud. And then, so I recently went to a conference held by Julia Pimsler. Mm-hmm. Pils- Pimsler. Pimsler, okay. yes. And the Million Women Million Dollar Women Summit. Summit. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and so, um, first of all, I'm like one of the few guys there, which instantly puts a creep factor on me. <laughs> sure. Instantly, Wait, like, but you were invited, so that's okay. Yeah, but people don't know that, right? Um. So it's like, who's the perv? And I'm like, oh. so I, whenever this happens, like, just go to one of the corner areas. So I was kind of going toward the back, and we run into each other. Francine and I run into each other. And now I'm like, oh my God, she probably thinks I'm some kind of perv. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and, uh, and she has like this big booth next to her that's in the shape. What was that shape? It's a called? lotus petal. A lotus petal. And I'm like, what is this thing? And I start hearing the most fascinating story, I think, of my life. What is this product you've developed? It's amazing. So Buddha Booth is a quiet, safe space to just be. And by the nature of the the shape and the materials we use, it is virtually soundproof and it alleviates your senses. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And especially at a conference where it's super intense, everyone's networking. What a great escape. Do, do people actually use at conferences? I, I felt intimidated. You're like, I'll go in. And I'm like, really? I don't know. Yeah. So in some environments, it's more of a novelty than a necessity. Mm-hmm. But what I find is that it's, it's worth it to show up every time, like meeting you. That was fantastic. Um, to provide it for people who actually do need it, whether they're having an anxious moment, a breastfeeding mother, um, even someone else to make a private phone call. You know, there's, there's a lot of uses for it, even in the short term environment where, again, it could be perceived as a novelty, not a necessity. But it's, it's a way to engage people and let them know that we're there. Yeah. So I've seen, I've been in airports now and I've seen these breastfeeding, like, they're mama va. Yeah. Okay, so there are these massive boxes. Yes. Is it that's uh, are ten women going there breastfeeding at once? Like, like how, no, why do you but they so make big? it big enough that you can bring your other children in, oh, and there's electrical okay. hookups. So there's a bench and the table and okay. and things like that. So I, oh. I love what they're doing. I think it's really important to provide 
women that space, but I also feel that it targets a very, very narrow demographic. Right. Yeah. Sort of a, you know, maybe a two-year window of a childbearing woman who happens to be breastfeeding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So your product applies to people that want to kind of get out of the sensory overload of a conference, for example. It applies to situations like breastfeeding women. And there, is there other scenarios that this product applies? So actually, my target markets are really corporate environments who mm-hmm. have wellness initiatives and budgets to pay for those. I like that. And educational institutions. We are having fantastic feedback um, working with some New York City schools right now. And the the students, in their own words, like just... It's unbelievable. I mean, to to really watch and hear what's going on for them to have that quiet, safe space. Cool. And that's with no curtains. What do you mean with no curtains? So we have curtains on the units in most indoor spaces, but I decided that in the school that it would be something that would be something to fidget with or something to pull and, you know, any kind of you know, something that might interfere with the actual experience. Mm. And so caregivers can go in there with a child. The child can go in alone. The staff can use it. And just a few minutes can make such a difference. Do you teach them like meditation techniques or breathwork techniques? I don't do a lot of the teaching myself. So most of the places where I'm working have people on site who do that, or I have a number of associates I work with Mm. who train different modalities. So it could be a Zen meditation or Vedic or just stress management or breath work. So there's so many different modalities that I kind of like to leave it to the people who specialize in that right now. (laughs) So let's get started. How do you come up with an idea like this? It's such a novel idea. So like I said before, sort of massive pain point, sensory overload drove me to a place where I literally just exclaimed I needed a freaking Buddha booth. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. and, and I'm like, like I had, in your house, your own house. No, or just I just no, because I was coming from these, these events and heading to another one and in the car for 12 hours. And I realized this is what I needed. But then I started looking for them and there was no such thing. So I decided I I cleared my schedule for a week. I meditated. I read some great entrepreneur books and decided that this was my calling and I needed to make this happen. Oh, how cool. Now, if I remember your story correctly, you got divorced prior to starting this business. Correct. And this is your sole source of income. Yes, it is. Okay. With the exception of a little support, obviously, I have children. And- okay, so you, right. okay, so you right. have some financial support yes, for your I, family. Yes. But your income is I have quit my four other jobs, put it yeah. that way. That takes, wow. as Larry Wing would say, a big pair. Yeah. I mean, wow. So I jumped without the parachute. Wait, yeah. How long, how long ago did you make the jump? Hmm. Probably six months I've really been focusing on this full time. Okay. So six months ago. So yeah. we're recording this in June. So it was right around the new year. Yes. You went all in on this. Yeah. Were you hesitant or, or did you just do it? Well, I realized that I was putting so much of my time and energy into other people's businesses and treating their business like I would treat my own and yeah. putting my heart and soul into it to help other people grow, doing business development and some of these events. And I decided that if I put that same amount of energy into my own business, I would eventually make some money. Yeah. And so it's been really, really tough. I'm a little upside down. And, you know, I know you you have all of the philosophies about the credit cards and, you know, yeah. every entrepreneur ends up, ends up in that place. Yeah. And that's essentially how I've been able to do it. And um, I keep my expenses at minimal, minimal, minimal. I'm very frugal. And I am fortunate enough to be part of the Center for Social Innovation in Manhattan. Okay. What's that? 
And it is a co-working community where you have to be doing something socially impactful to be part of it. Nice. So you have to apply nice. and, um, you know, everybody has to have a cause. So there's, I think, 400 and some odd members, but about 200 companies. And I am part of the Women's Lab, and which they, they founded. And so I'm one of the founding 40 there. And the wow. resources are just unbelievable. Like, the, you can't, you could never buy the experiences and the... Um, connections that come out of there. What does it oh, afford awesome. you? Mm. So it affords me a community for starters, and it's a really cool one. And we're in um, the Starrett Lehigh Building, which is one of the largest in Manhattan. You know, it's larger than the Empire State Building. <laughs> wow! So our our landlord operations manager, Mitch, he's amazing, and has let me you know kind of put the boot with in the lobby and in the hallways oh, and nice. the food court. You know, <laughs> so you know with six thousand people in the building, I've had a little bit of exposure. Yeah, and we have some of the largest um, creative companies there. Martha Stewart's there and. Ralph Lauren and wow. Tommy Hilfiger and Homeland Security. We got all oh kinds of people there. So it's but those just, are big companies. They don't need to be incubated. Like, no, no, no. So CSI, our little place, is inside this building. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we are sort of the heartbeat of the building. I see. So all of the so today when I was there, Doctors Without Borders did their general assembly there. Wow. So we have opportunities to meet people who are coming in out of the space to rent the space. Um, that's how I got hooked up with Johnson and Johnson and Gensler and nice. some really amazing companies who are now, you know, supporting me and Good using my products. So, oh, okay. Awesome. So six months ago you start, how many Buddha uh, boxes do you make? Booth. Booth. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't care what you call it more. because frankly, we've actually changed the name, um, for our schools and corporate environments. Oh, okay. Um, we call them clarity capsules. Oh, oh nice. Cool. So and smart. The the rest and recharge booth, the R and R booth. So smart. Um, what because I, I presume if I hear Buddha booth at my school, you're associated right. So with the and it's not even that it's um, a religious per se, but the people that I've encountered, decision makers and such, are everyone loves it. They think it's really great, except for they're afraid somebody else might have a problem with right. it. Mm, and right. the shape being a lotus puddle and the name, you know, it's like there's the associations and it can provoke prejudices. Right. So we've actually redesigned the units and we have a more, you know, an oval unit. We have an obelisk unit, things a little more conservative that wouldn't, you know, put any kind of judgment anywhere on somebody. And, um, you know, I'm again very neutral on the name. Buddha Booth is my company. The product can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It could be the profit booth. That's smart. Mm. Nice. We should get a profit booth. alliterate. We got to think about that. Profit, profit, profit pod. Profit pod. There you go. Oh, there you go. go. We need a profit yeah. pod podcast. There, yeah. Yeah. there you go. So, okay. So you started out six months ago. How many booths so, do you have? So I started a little over a year ago. Um, and we've got a couple of dozen out there right now. So you have 25 or so. Right. Really? How much does it cost to make one of these? Am I allowed to say? Are you? <laughs> of course. Um, Only well, you I don't can know. Maybe that. I don't want to divulge all no, my no, secrets. You yeah. don't have to, if you don't feel comfortable. No, it's fine. But everyone wants to know. <laughs> so right now our costs are about $1,500. 1500 to make one. Right. You got to store these things. Yes. How much does that cost? Or how do you do it? Um, is it your house? Is your house a so connection of all these house, pods? I have some storage space. Um, you know, they're, they move around the building where I am. Um, they're rented out. I've got some out on long-term rentals, okay. um, both in homes, offices, schools, and um, and then I have some in storage. Okay. And mostly because I have to do events, you know, when I show up somewhere, you know, pull them out of storage, go do some events. You, you pay back. for that, right? The storage. I do. And it's minimal? It's minimal. It's a few hundred dollars a month. Okay. What, what do you rent them out for? 
it varies. So um, corporate rentals, you know, six months, 200 bucks a week. Oh, that's pretty really? reasonable for yeah. them. So six months, that's 24 weeks. So for 5,000 bucks. Okay. 5,000 bucks. Um, what do you else do you bill? I'm just trying to so skip the events, numbers. So for events, we charge $500 a day. Okay. Plus delivery. And, you know, I'm at a point where I've done so many marketing events. Yeah. We're, we're doing the air quote here, <laughs> marketing events. Yeah. Um, that and does a marketing event mean you get paid squatola? Basically. Yeah. Oftentimes they'll cover the cost. Um, but the advantage is that I don't generally ever, well, in fact, I've never had to pay to be somewhere. Oh, nice. You know, oh, most, yeah. most exhibitors have to pay to be yeah, places. Yeah. I've not had to do that. Do these marketing events, air quotes, does it really market you? Does it help? I think it helps a lot, actually. Um, well, clearly I met you at the Million Dollar Summit. I was Lucky there for you. the summit, but, you know, uh, I brought that Buddha booth into Microsoft. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was Then cool. I could say I was in Microsoft. Um, That's true. And the same with Google. You know, I did a couple of events at Google. Oh, so you really and, built your resume, too. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I can, I'm all my partners in Calm now. I've been in NYU, and I've been, uh, and I did the Green Festival uh, recently, the week before last, at the Javits Center. And cool. that was amazing. There were probably, I don't know, 10,000 people in attendance. And we actually won the Green Dream Award. Oh, wow. Oh, congratulations. Totally unexpected. That's well, awesome. Yeah. The so. Green The Green Dream, Dream Award. That's, I don't even, like, I, know. I didn't know what it was either. <laughs> <laughs> Did you I get like a trophy or something? Um, actually, I get to work with an accelerator program. Oh, nice. Hmm. Accelerator with who? So Expert Dojo. Oh, okay. I know an accelerator um, program. So. Right. So they're, they're based in Santa Monica. And I haven't actually managed to get all my paperwork filled out, but in the next week or so, um, you know, they pretty much help you what you, you know, with your branding and your, your sales strategies and your, you know, pretty much everything you need to be a successful entrepreneur. Okay. And it's a four month program. So what's your revenue look like now? It's getting there. Let's just say I have some receivables, which is nice. Okay. (laughs) Um, and I'm working on, you know, I was thrilled to listen to your book and, you know, start looking at things from a whole fresh perspective of making sure that profit is there. Okay. Well, are, so, are you making money? Next, are you taking home money for you now? Not, I'm, no, I'm still funding it. Okay. Oh, you're still funding it. Oh yeah. I'm still funding it. And it looks like things are finally starting to shift. I'm starting to generate some revenue. Yeah. And, um, you know, I kind of always feel like I'm a nonprofit right. because I spent 25 years giving my time away Yeah. yeah. and I want to keep doing it. But I can't. Right. But you gotta live off this. Do you I ha- do, and so I'm I'm committed now to to doing that. Do you have a number picked out saying I need to for my family I need mm-hmm. to make this kind of income? Do you know that number? I believe by next year I need to be making six figures on my own with this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what has to happen for you to get there? And, and by the way, I'm joining with these questions because everyone listening has their own business that there's at some stage in, and they need to know these answers too. So I'm curious how you're thinking about them. So I'm I'm thinking about them in a, a broad range, and I don't have a background with the numbers and have spent numerous hours with my financial advisor who's amazing. And, you know, we've got spreadsheets and projections Mm -hmm. and all of these things. And what's been going on for me is trying to figure out our actual business model and best revenue stream. So going from the idea of sales where I was telling people there were $10,000, which they kind of thought it was great, but they didn't buy any Mm. um, because I had advisors telling me I needed to sell them for $10,000 because they were this luxury product. And I felt so uncomfortable. So I went, you know, pretty much the first year with no sales. Yeah. But you're trying to sell the the unit. Just sell them. Right. And then I decided that, you know, rentals were probably the way to go. And event rentals are fine. I do plenty of those. Right. And then the longer term rentals. 
And it takes people a while to commit, as you know, mm-hmm. and a new product, a new business, and having some of those issues of, of closing a deal, you know, feeling mm-hmm. like I'm just happy people love it. You know, I'm yeah. like, oh, great, I can change your life. I'm so happy. Yeah. yeah right. But at a certain and, point, you're not going to have enough money. Right. To and, and, and I hit that place. Yeah. So I'm now in that, that committed place of generating revenue, taking a profit, and having this be my livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my goal. You got to make that happen. Yeah. And you want to, you need to make six figures yeah. within a year. Right. And to do that, how many more of these do you need to be renting out? Or is it simply cutting costs? I mean, if you can get. Well, I can't cut costs anymore because okay. they're pretty much. Yeah, you're I mean, I have built this business. Are on you building yourself, volunteer. by the way? Like, No, no, no. I have carpenters. Okay. <laughs> um, but I do a lot of the finishing myself. I've done the upholstery and painting and crazy okay. stuff like that. And, you know, oftentimes I'll work with um, like the Bowery Mission to do the curtains or, you know, work with other people to um, kind of help with some of the finishing stuff or, you know, hire someone to redo, you know, refurbish them, repaint them or whatever. Um, But I've really been so fortunate to build this business on virtually nothing. Most of the people who've worked with me have not ever invoiced me, not expected payment. Um, There are a few people who I definitely plan to take care of as soon as the, the money really starts flowing. Yeah. Um, But I've, I've really built this off the kindness of others. Mm. They're, you know, they're believing in the product and believing in me. I gotcha. Which is powerful, right? I mean, that's the way to start a business to keep the costs low, but you can only cut costs as you. So so the costs can't be cut, although they can for production. Okay. So that's where, where we're working right now. We're actually, um, I have a meeting next week with a company who should be able to produce them for us. So I don't have to piecemeal them and figure out how to do them myself. Um, And it's a company actually that, that trains previously incarcerated to make furniture and they're working with some of the top furniture companies right oh, now that's building smart. great stuff out of, you know, some reclaimed furniture and wood. They repurpose things. See, that's um, out of the box thinking. Yeah, and I and love so, that. but again, that goes into my, you know, my being at the center for social innovation, my, you know, sort of my mission would be to take my for-profit company and fund my nonprofit soul work, right. yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, but, but partnering with other nonprofits to, um, which is how I often get in, you know, invited to some of the events. We did the HR conference in Vegas. Um, there's an organization called GW4W, which is Global Women for Wellbeing. Uh-huh. Um, they're an unbelievable organization, and we've partnered with them. Um, I've partnered with Project Liberation and um, Autism Speaks because these are ways that I can help people and give back and they feel supported, and I feel like I'm doing good stuff. Yeah. How do you convince someone to rent your product? I mean, you need more sales. How have you done it in the past? Essentially, it there's like a a leg time, right? So you meet somebody, they think it's great, but then they you know they get busy, and then they reach back <laughs> out, and you know a month or two and a couple months go by, and they're All like, right. oh my gosh! In fact, I got an email today from a hedge fund company. I met the founder at the next web conference last November and they would like to buy three of them. Buy three. Yes. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so why did you I'll come here? Back yeah. after this. Um, Can we call them live on the air? That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm supposed to up my sales skills. Um, so, so that's cool. So, yeah. they, so, you- so it takes a while. So I've, I've just recently, um, you know, implemented some of these and some other companies. And like I said, with some private homes and stuff. So it's, I've seen businesses and this isn't necessarily a suggestion, but maybe it's an opportunity. They sell the product mm-hmm. and then they sell a service maintenance contract. Yes. Oh. And that's, so let's go back a minute. Cause I know I'm having trouble answering some of your questions with these tangents. 
but the business model, what I was doing is sort of shifting around sales versus rentals, short term, long term, right. those kinds of things. And what I realized is there was a logistical nightmare of doing long term rentals outside of New York or L.A. Oh, um, because I have to ship them back. Yes. So I've really just focused on New York and L.A. And, you know, we've modified the design and we should be able to produce some more portable, you know, version soon. But it's it kind of plays into really the revenue is so much better with long term rentals. You know, yeah. my return on investment is pretty quick and I can just keep generating revenue yeah. off right. a product that's already there. So right. the maintenance is minimal and, and part of my, you know, goal and agreement with people who have them if they're renting them is that they're responsible for making sure they're vacuumed and mm -hmm. clean and stuff. And, right. and of the thousands and thousands and thousands of people literally that have, you know, experienced the Buddha booth in some way yeah. in an event or in their home, I've never had an instance of vandalism or, you know, anything, I mean, the worst that would be like, maybe somebody pulled the curtains down, but I've never had any issues and it's so amazing. Yeah, people I hope really, it stays that way. Yeah, well, yeah people are really respectful. Say. They yeah. really are. I mean, I think it it just it feels like a sacred space to them, and they really take yeah. care of it. Yeah, interesting. It's a good demographic because the people that you're reaching towards are the people that need that moment of relief. They're not going in there to to mess with you. They're exactly. just want to get it in their own head. Exactly, or out of their own head, I should say. Yeah. So um, okay, so. What what are your plans to increase revenue? You're going to rent so, more units, or are you going to introduce new services? I'd like to rent out more units that you know the ones I have that are in storage for starters. Um, and as I am actually working on a crowdfunding crowdfunding campaign right now to launch that, and then I'll shift my focus back to you know monetizing the units that I have. Crowdfunding um, for what? The you said the ones in storage. I don't understand. Yeah, so we need to to figure out a way there's more to the business model <laughs> um, is that's finding a way to offset the cost to provide these to the schools and the special needs communities. Oh. And by doing so, we need to form partnerships with um, larger companies and, you know, that have wellness missions, anything from thrive global to Johnson Johnson to, I don't know, even Microsoft, right? Like quiet space brought to you by Microsoft or one of your Smart. sponsors or something like that, because it allows um, for the venue, the location, to provide this as an amenity to their people, whether it's co-working, whether it's schools, whether it's hospitals even. Yeah. And by we're really assessing the demand as it moves on and, and really because, you know, it's my company and I feel like my heartstrings and I really want to focus on being able to provide these at a reduced rate to to the places that need them. What are the things you've tried to do to monetize it that have not worked? Hmm. I'm well, I, like I think, I think this, I mean, the sales have been really minimal. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. The sale, I mean the selling the unit, selling of the units, because yeah. I think it's a new product. People aren't sure how long they might need or want it. So right. the rentals are working right now. Okay, so yep. And in six months, I hope to have another conversation to say, you know what? Every unit that was out on rental, was sold or yeah. re-rented re or released or something. Um, but it, it really, like I said, it's it, being such a new product and company, the the feedback's amazing. So let's hope that lasts. You know, right. let, yeah. let, let's hope right. that there's, there's a longevity. And, um, you know, like anything else, like you just don't know. We have a saying here that people speak the truth through their wallets, not mm -hmm. their words. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm sure you're lavished with praise. 
Yep. <laughs> but, but if they don't open their wallets, it's and not real praise. Exactly. And that's, and that's really where I'm, you know, shifting and growing as an entrepreneur is understanding that concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, in the beginning, just thrilled to be showing up at these VIP parties at Coachella with these booths, yeah. you know, <laughs> and getting, you know, recognition and praise. And, you know, like it just there's there's so many, you know, things I don't know and yeah. things I don't know I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm really doing so much of this from scratch without certain types of experience. So let's look back over the last year, six months of all in on this. For the folks listening too, if if you were starting brand new all mm-hmm. over again, mm-hmm. what are the things that you would do and not do? What have you learned so far? So I think if I was starting from scratch, I would probably look for some money first. And I know that that's probably backwards for well, some well, people. Not but I mean, so, so on me. I, I mean, I I have a, a dear friend who's an angel investor and VC, and he gave me some really great advice. And he's like, screw your business plans, screw your projections, build your product and see people like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If yeah. people like it and they want it, then you worry about the business plan. Then you worry about the money. Then you worry about all that other stuff. Right. And that's exactly what I did. I got that product out there in six months. Concept, prototype to market, six months. Yeah. And, you know, it was really, it was like, oh, great. This is cool. And then sort of the concept of sales didn't really, you know, hit me. And I had some advisors, like I said, that were advising me to sell them for such ridiculous amounts of money. And I didn't have the the base and the the foundation of a company, really, right? I had a product. Right. <laughs> I had no company. Right. And um, so we've had, you know, some, some morphing teams that have, you know, been on board and not. And so I've had times of, you know, frustration and not being able to hire people to, to help offset my, you know, like my lack of bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and, and people who have the experience that I don't have. Okay. So looking back, you would have looked for money first. And what that means is try to sell the service before you truly have it in place or, or really focused on, you know, sales. Like yeah. it just didn't, really occur to me. I mean, isn't that terrible? Like I just, again, it, just having the, some, you know, providing it for people, having it in great places and like figuring out it, figuring it out later, right. Okay. Instead of now, like it didn't, I didn't have the, like said, the experience in that department to say, you know what, like people pre-sell products all the time. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. So why didn't I have a video or, you know, right. it, it, some way to communicate what I have to the world, you know, whether they buy them, whether they fund, you know, like a GoFundMe kind of thing, um, you know, something like that. And so as a result, I was hesitant to make changes or to hire people. I was afraid to do anything because I was really strapped for cash. I gotcha. So looking back, figure out the sales first. Anything else that you've learned looking back? Um, I've learned that people are really amazing Mm -hmm. and generous and kind on, on my end. I think... Um, I've learned that systems are important, but to focus on them before you have a full business is kind of irrelevant. Nice. Yeah, nice. That's a good one. That, yeah. was a, oh, Mike, that was a mic drop. I would tell you to drop that mic, but <laughs> drop stuck, the mic. Yeah, it's stuck in your face. Um, <laughs> it's, right. You can't really drop it. Yeah. You know, and I, but I, I'm a dressed, distracted entrepreneur. Like I get sucked up in that concept of right. setting up the systems and doing the foundation and all. And like in the meantime, no, I should, my ass should be out there selling, yeah. you know? Collecting money. That's the deal. So I can fund this business. 
it's been tough. Now, like, yeah. I'm fantastic bringing people in the door. I'm like, again, thrilled, like people want it. And, and oftentimes for me, it's like that ask for the money, like that yeah. ask for the commitment or that, okay, that will cost you, you know, $1,200 for the weekend if you want it for two days. Um, so it's, it's hard because again, I come from a place of, you know, volunteering and wanting to give it all away. Yeah. And, um, so it's been a real, a real challenge for me to shift to that mindset. Um, but I'm definitely there. I, I, I now say no every week to people who are like, Oh, we have this nonprofit and we're doing this event. And yeah. can you come mm. bring the booth? It'd be so amazing. It's such a great marketing opportunity. Yeah. There'll be celebrities. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just can't do that yeah. anymore. Right. I yeah. have right. so much in the pipeline right now and so many warm leads that I just can't follow up on them all. Yeah. Very so, smart. Which is why I'm focusing on closing those deals. Do you get pushback from your family? Your kids ever go, mom? They know. No? They, they love it. They're so proud of me. Okay. They're so proud of me. And really? this is, this is really the first time the last year and a half to you is really the last year that I've ever worked full time okay. since they were born. And how old are your children? 14, 16, and 23. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and they're proud of you. Yeah. Um, do you think they're learning from this? With- they are learning so much. They're learning that, you know, it takes grit, stick to They're learning that, you know, the things that I'm experiencing with this business and trying to figure things out on my own. And when they see me, you know, with the, the, the power tools, (laughs) fixing something, you know, and I'm like, come on guys, you got to learn how to do this. (laughs) Um, they really have been very supportive. I'm really fortunate. And, and they've, as a result, had to become a little bit more self-sufficient, which they didn't have to be before. Boys or girls mix? I have boy, girl, boy. Boy, girl, boy. Yeah. Boy, girl, boy. That's what, exactly what I got. Yeah. Same ages too, ironically. Really? Yeah, oh, that's funny. Pretty much. Um, so that's awesome. I think the ultimate lesson that we can teach our children is through our own behaviors and actions. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they're going to be entrepreneurs too? <laughs> you took them. I was just going to say that. Absolutely. All three of them. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I don't see any of my kids. Um, my, <laughs> my, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my younger son, maybe. You know, but uh, definitely my older son, he's already there. He's been an entrepreneur since he was like four. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And my daughter too. She just has, you know, more reserved personality. Yeah. But she's got the entrepreneurial spirit. She does. I mean, they all do. It's just like being able to create something. They all have creative minds and want to do it for a living. They want to create things. And is this your, is Buddha Booths your first entrepreneurial endeavor? It is not. Is not. What did you do before? I have been an entrepreneur for the last, okay, I don't want to count the years, but basically since I was 14, I've been doing something on my own. So about 10 um, years. Right. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> um, I did everything from, uh, you know, like when I was a teenager, I was like cleaning houses and offices and, you know, in high school. And, you know, um, by the time, let's see, a few years later, I had a coin operated game business, made my living in quarters. I've had... Um, Quit, you were a drinker? Like that kind of quarter? Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Classic. People would plow those quarters into those silly games yeah. and I would take the bags to the bank. Um, and I had a drive through coffee shop wow. when, I, when I lived in Cleveland. Okay. And when, when I did were, time in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> I did time in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I have a little fabric envelope company. And, um, you know, I've always had like something there. I do um, healing art programs. Wow. And, you know, I'm always... Doing something, but the, you know? but this is the first one you've gone into where it's a hundred percent. This exclusive. is the first one that has to be my livelihood, okay. yeah, yeah okay. and the, and that really matters to me. Okay. I mean, the other ones matter, but this one really matters. This one's gotta work. This one matters because it makes such a difference for people in their lives. Yeah, and I, it's my job to make sure that that happens. I yeah. totally imagine it can. Um, talking to the folks listening in right now, 
the ones who are looking to start their business and get profitable quickly, what, what's the experience you can depart or advice? I'm going to say that being such a young company and having been exposed to, I'm going to plug Mike here, his profit first concept <laughs> and, and way, way of accounting. Out here. Exactly. <laughs> no, seriously, it makes so much sense because I've watched so many of my friends who are entrepreneurs in, you know, different you know, organizations and things making tons of money, millions of dollars a year, and they can't pay their taxes and they don't pay themselves. And it's awful. And we work so damn hard mm-hmm. all the time. And the concept of making sure that you have a profit and you pay yourself, I think is really important. And that would be my biggest takeaway from this is that as such a young company, I can do that now without a lot of pain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's awesome. the deal, yo. We want to boot a booth for our event. What, what, Cause this is being recorded. What do you, what's it cost? <laughs> 500 is what I wrote down. $500 a day. But what's delivered? It depends where you are. Okay. Here in Manhattan, it's a lot less than New Jersey. Say Morristown, New Jersey. Say Morristown, New Jersey. $3,000 okay. for delivery. We would like a Buddha booth for two days. Excellent. Uh, I commit to it yeah. on the air Sweet. here. So, yeah, Amazing. two days plus delivery. Excellent. And, um, just don't kill us on the delivery. Don't, don't, I won't. don't come you back. Know, I'm, the problem is, I'm again, I'm too nice. I don't even make a yeah. profit on that. Like, well, good. That's integral. Our yeah. last guest last week was talking about the integrity of our word. So, yeah. so yeah. you got our word. We're renting a Buddha booth for Sweet. two days. <laughs> and uh, if you, my friends, or if you're coming to ProfitCon, you can experience Francine's Buddha booth. That's Excellent. Right. When is ProfitCon? Tell me. Uh, September 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. Excellent. Yeah. Will you be there if we get a... As long as I'm invited, of I'm there. Course, yeah. Totally. We'll have a fish I'm lunch in. waiting for you. Sweet. <laughs> and some plantains. Do you, like, do you eat fish? I do eat fish, yes. Right. But I you don't like plantains that much? No, those were good. They're sweet. They're nice and syrupy. Okay. I'll yeah. have another one. I literally ate them all. Did you really? The yeah. box is still sitting here all nice and pretty. Because skinny guys eat. Oh, my I God. Gavel. I eat all the time. <sighs> a little snake. I'm a little bit of a snake. All right. We got uh, to do a few more things here. First, okay. Oh, let me get my soundboard up here. We're going to talk about what we learned from... Francine, mm-hmm. right? Maybe Francine can chime in because she's here in the studio. And then uh, we're going to do a few other things. But first, we have to thank our sponsors. Of course. Now, hit me first. Receipt Bank. Uh, I wanted to punch. Oh, I'm sorry. Punch me again. I thought you meant like hit you with a thing. No. Go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Who do we want to thank? Receipt Bank. Okay, Receipt Bank. You know what they are, Francine? You ever hear of them? Sounds like a place that collects your receipts. Yes. Is it something you can scan wow. and keep track of all of your yes. expenses? Mm. That's awesome. I love those things. Those are great. So, Receipt Bank. Like any receipt you incur, you maybe got tolls here, uh, coming here, uh, you would just scan it into your phone. It connects with your QuickBooks or what, what, what accounting platform do you I have QuickBooks. Use? QuickBooks, perfect. Mm-hmm. It syncs up with your QuickBooks, reconciles, it's all done for you. Excellent. I'm going to yeah. download that today too. Are you? Are you? <laughs> I'm going mean, to keep your, 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 your 844 number on speed dial nice. and, and, uh, and, and do that. The Although, day you hit the numbers you want, call that number and I'm, scream it. Absolutely. I will. Yeah. I will. But I do have a question. Yeah. You just mentioned scanning the receipt from the Easy Pass. You know everybody's cashless totally. They don't give you receipts anymore. It's uh, like, touche. You know, if you use an Easy yeah. Pass. <laughs> just so you know. I was driving. I had this monster drive. I've been bitching about this. Last week I was bitching about I had this oh, monster man. drive to Pennsylvania yesterday. It's like the 16th time I've heard just, it. Not everyone takes easy pass. I know. It's so you have to go to the cash lanes. Do they still have them? They just changed yeah, like the RFK, the well, Triborough Bridge. They just went to do away with them entirely. Cashless toll. Oh like you God. can't do anything. Yeah. It's in yeah. the mail or nothing. You know, easy yeah. pass. All right, punch more time. <laughs> All right, who else do we have? Next Eva. Oh my God, Next Eva. You know, Next Eva is our voiceover IP phone system, Francine. Really? Yeah. That's so awesome. They're so excellent. you don't need a landline. That's right. 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 Nice. This is all over the internet. And it's very affordable. And they are giving away a free phone system at ProfCon, our event, to one one business there. Nice. Uh, five phones, unlimited use for life. Yeah. That probably, 
I don't know what they charge for that normally. Thousands, oh, a thousand a year. Yeah. So it's worth thousands. Yeah. Sweet. So maybe you can win it. I'll um, enter. You <laughs> enter. I'll yeah. enter. Well, to wait till you see how you have to enter. You may, you know, like, oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> you know how we're doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're actually raising money for a good a charity. So, yeah. uh, who else do we got? Fundbox. Oh, why uh, was the button oh. not working? There it goes. It's uh, climactic. <laughs> that was horrible. Fundbox. That's a cash flow accelerator. You know, you have clients that don't pay you quickly, right? Yes. Do you know you can call Fundbox? I'll just give you the money up immediately. Oh, I heard that. You actually, I heard it on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I keep hearing about that thing over and over again. <laughs> the Fundbox business. Yeah, Fundbox will give you all the money, 100% of it up front. Now, you do have to return the money, of course, when the client pays you, That's plus so a small interest fee. But if you really need cash, it's a good choice. Is it better than using a credit card? By far. Oh, yeah. Cheaper, yeah? better, faster. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, have many clients. Making a note. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Who else we got? Fundera. Yes. I don't know why I keep punching Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, Fundera is a one-stop shop for loans. You know, if you want to make more Buddha booths, you can go to Fundera, go online, you type in what you're looking to do, how much money you think you need. They will then shop it for you. And usually within 24 hours, come back with multiple options. Then they call you and say, even though the option is maybe the lowest interest rate, here's the things you may want to avoid. Here's one that you may want to consider. And they walk you through it. Very cool. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. Is that everybody? Yeah. I hurt my back, you know, today. No. Uh, what did you do? I was Eating doing... those plantains. Wait, was it because you were dressing <laughs> so many dripping. hours? No. <laughs> <laughs> you very much. No, I was uh, I was doing what's called uh, good mornings. You, you you take your weights and you put it down and you just keep standing up straight. And so I put, like deadlifts? Kind of? Like a deadlift, but yeah. just for your back. I did too much and I can feel it right now. Oh, yeah. That's why I wanted to know that. Hmm. Uh, he wants us to know he was working out. I know, really. I was trying to impress you. <laughs> but the outfit today, uh, you know, something's got to impress me. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I didn't got it. I know. This is a horrible outfit. I totally wanted to dress up for you. I totally wanted to impress you. You know, people do what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Clearly, you didn't yeah. want to. I just, I'm ill prepared. I'm ill prepared. <laughs> Talkers and their doers. I know, I know. I'm a big talker. Talkers and doers. Bullshitters and doers. All right, what else we got? Anything else there, Chiefy? Uh, no. Okay, then let's start wrapping things up here. Well, no, wait, wait, what we didn't take do away. Oh, yeah. Sh- I, was, I meant like. Uh, oh. <laughs> nothing. Then, then let's go quickly here because we're starting to run out of time. What do we got? Uh, why don't you start that? Uh, okay. We are. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm so like inspired after hearing all of this. And I think. Bazinga. Yeah. yeah. Um, just know your worth. You know, like know that what you're doing is for a good cause and don't sell yourself short. That, that's my big... Those are big Thank, yeah. Thank you, because that... Exactly. I yeah. had to pound that into my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Kels? I just appreciate that you follow your heart, and I really enjoy learning about the journey that it's taken you. And I think big picture, already you've met so many people that mm-hmm. you'll carry with you forever, no matter what the outcome, and the impression that it's left on your kids. I mean, that's such a ripple effect that will live on forever. And that's huge. And Thank I you. love hearing that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I feel that way. So, uh, yeah, you, you impressed me uh, in many ways. The first one was renaming Buddha Booth to these other ones, the Clarity one, the Profit Pod we did right here. Right, right. So <laughs> smart because you talked about the prejudice people have and you just navigate around it. Yeah. Same product. Awesome. I love that uh, you built a resume by going to these different places. So you go to Microsoft and now it's a resume build you know, as seen at Microsoft or yep. whatever. Now you'll say as seen at ProfitCon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's huge. Um, no, it's a great resume builder. Uh you told us to look for the money first, uh, meaning figure out 
who wants to pay for this by asking them to open their wallets, prepay, pre-sales. And have, uh, have the courage to do that. And have the yes, courage to do that. Yeah, that's the, cur- the big yeah. part. That's the big one. Making the ask. Making the ask. Uh, systems are not that important in the beginning. It's a sell, baby. Uh, and yeah, that's what I learned. There's one other thing, but I can't read my own writing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't dress up. You learned that you need to dress up. Yes. Dress up a little bit more. Exactly. All right. Now we got your back. There we go. All right. Am I talking or you? You're talking. You go. Don't you say you can find out more about (laughs) us? Takeaway. All right, just say real quick. I mean, seriously, What's I just take away that you're super cool and I love being here. So thank oh, you. I mean, we you know, here. my takeaways come from this and your your book. Topic. And we want to know All your takeaways. So go to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to us. Leave us a little. Oh God. What the hell is that? <laughs> I got like caught up on my own words. It's an animal. I was choked. Anyway, <laughs> we want to know what you think. So go to profitfirstpodcast.com and you can go to profitfirstprofessionals.com. Why? Yeah. Why? Because this is where this is where it happens. I mean, up there with the Buddha boost is Profit First Professionals. Like we're we should have got that Go Green Award or whatever you got. Uh, green Innovator Award. Oh, we deserve, we deserve that. There's a PFP in my workspace. I oh. found her. She was uh, we connected on Facebook oh, the other day. Who? Uh, Christine Rico. Oh. We've met, but I didn't know what she did until yeah. face, I was passing through Facebook the other day and saw that she was a Profit First Professional. So I'm nice. like, I am hunting her down. She <laughs> is amazing. Are you working with her? Or Not yet. All right. All right. I'm going to find her later today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Christine Rico's amazing. Yeah, she's yeah. wonderful. We have 150. It's legit, right? This yep, morning. It's legit. It's legit. 150 Profit First Professionals. These are accountants, bookkeepers, and coaches throughout the globe, quite frankly, uh, from all the way from New York City to... London to New Zealand. New Zealand. Where India? What about India? South Africa. India? Do we have no. your books there? Don't you have your people? Yeah, that's a good point. No, but we're in Africa. South Africa. We're in Nigeria. Yes. No, no, no. Maybe I don't know. we're but in Angola. Angola. Oh, Angola. 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 It's Angola. 150 <laughs> members. And here, here's the deal. Are there These are accountants, bookkeepers, and coaches who've become certified in the Profit First method. We've taught them. Our little team here of 10 people have trained them in Profit First. They implement Profit First in their own business, and then they teach you how to become more profitable than ever before. It's based upon the Profit First principles. But they're like an accountant or bookkeeper or coach that actually delve into your specific business needs and drive profitability. Here's what you need to do right now. Go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. That's step one. Step two, click on the Find button. Then fill out the little form so we can get the best qualified Profit First Professional for you. Maybe it's Christine Rico. And then we'll send them your way. That's all you need to do. So do it. Oh, actually, let me play something else that's more appropriate about it. Here, here's how you do it. Oh. Do it. Okay. Do Couldn't it. anticipate do that. It. You didn't anticipate that, did you? So just do it. I love this guy. Make your dreams come true. Yes. Nothing is impossible. We true. didn't have time for Francine's takeaway, but we had time for this. this. Thanks, Mike. Do it. Yes, you can. <laughs> That's funny. Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. All right, y'all. Let's get out of here, okay? okay? Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you.